guys. What is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Once upon a time, there was this chill hottie. She left Joey Parker, now that was real naughty. So here's JP just to tell you more. So put your pencils down and give JP the floor. Name that movie. (laughs) Y'all, I don't know why that came to mind right before I started filming today, but I was like, huh, honestly, kind of goes with what we're talking about and maybe it'll grab people's attention right off the bat. For real, comment below if you have any idea what that movie reference is. And fun fact, I'm pretty sure my love language, more than quality time or acts of service, is movie quotes. So if you haven't gathered that at this point, I just tend to do that. (laughs) Hey guys, Morgan here from Joy and Hope. Today we're going to be talking about the power of perseverance. And if you need a little hint for the movie that I was referencing... It's about a guy who, even though he is being misunderstood by this girl, and there's this this whole dramatic situation because movies, he is not backing down. He is like, no, I'm getting to the bottom of this. I like her. I'm going to be with her. Like, nothing is going to stop me. So (laughs) that helps you find find the movie reference somewhere deep in the realms of your mind. And I mean deep because it is dated. And really dumb, not gonna lie. But anyway, hi guys, Morgan here from Joy and Hope, bringing you another episode. So yeah, like I was saying, today we're gonna talk about the power of perseverance. But before we get to that, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus, Maria, ego sum. I'm totally yours, Mary. So, perseverance. According to the Google Dictionary that I looked it up on. The definition of perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Not gonna lie, I tried looking it up in the catechism online before going into this. And I just was not thrilled at what I was finding. If you've ever tried to delve into the catechism, it can be very confusing (laughs) and very overwhelming. So I'm like, I'm sure something I'm looking for is in here, but sometimes Miriam Webster does it, does the job too. So when we talk about perseverance in the spiritual life, this is also what we're referring to. It's persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Maybe It's breaking a certain habit of sin. Or maybe you're talking about relationships and you think you're being called to marriage and you're like time and time again, like shut down by different people or rejected by different people. And you're like having to be persistent in pursuing that vocation because you're like, geez, like, Lord, I really think this is your will, but like, this is a lot of closed doors and I'm getting discouraged. 
or talking about perseverance in prayer. I was talking with one of my housemates earlier and she mentioned St. Monica. And if you're not familiar with that story, St. Monica prayed for over 30 years for the conversion of her son, who eventually became St. Augustine, but had a long way to go before he was anywhere near saintly. So there are a lot of things we talk about in our lives that we can persevere toward. And I want to talk about that a little bit today. But before I do that, as always, I want to take a second and say, if you have not already subscribed to this channel, please hit the subscribe button below. And also don't forget to hit the little notification bell so you never miss out on new material. Also, if you have not become a Joy and Hope patron, I ask you to prayerfully consider doing so. Go to patreon.com slash Morgan Mueller for more information and to see a little bit more about how you can financially support me on this mission since my patrons are the ones who make it possible to give my life completely in service to God at this point. So if you are interested in doing so, check out that site. See a link below for that as well. And if you have taken the leap and joined me on this journey and have become a patron on Patreon, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Your support means the absolute world to me. Perseverance. So perseverance involves waiting. And waiting isn't exactly pleasant or fun, especially in our current culture where we can have things delivered to our doorstep in a matter of minutes sometimes. Or when we send a text that can go from one end of the world to another in an instant. And we seek this immediate response, this immediate affirmation. And we have kind of forgotten what the art of waiting and the art of persevering in particular is all about. If you didn't know, the Bible verse that corresponds with my Joy and Hope ministry here is Romans 12, 12. It's actually featured in this little picture behind me that one of my friends gave me. Thank you. And it has this Bible verse written out. And there are a lot of different translations. I'm going to read the one from my revised standard version of the Bible. So Romans 12, 12 says, rejoice in your hope, which is where joy and hope comes from. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. And other translations will sometimes say persevere in prayer. And it's like, what do you mean persevere in prayer? Like, what? When we think of something that we have to persevere for, it means like it's probably going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. And maybe you're out there thinking like, my life is very easy. Like even my spiritual life, like when I try to pray, I feel really close to God or this isn't hard for me. And if that's true, praise God. Like hopefully you're in a good place if prayer just comes easily and naturally to you. But it's a real thing that, especially in prayer, sometimes we're going to experience these seasons of dryness or these times where we don't really feel close to God and we don't feel like maybe our prayers are being heard or being answered. For example, 
back in the fall, I was inspired to do a 54 day rosary novena. I had never heard of that until recently. I had never done one until, yeah, I'm trying to think of when I started it. I started it on the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. So I think October 7th. And I had never even considered do some, doing something on that grand of a scale. I'd done novenas before, but those are typically maybe nine days at most. So I was like, whoa, even if I do pray the rosary daily at this point, 54 days straight, like these particular prayers and reflections along with them, that's a big commitment. But it was, it was on my heart to do it. And it was on my heart specifically to pray this novena for my future husband. So I was excited and thought, you know, I've heard stories of people who have done this novena whose like future spouse was revealed to them in those 54 days. So I was excited and I I was hopeful and I was like, you know what, God, like anything's possible. Like just saying. So I was sending all these prayers up every day and I'm still single y'all. And it was like discouraging at first because you're like, you know, we don't want to think of prayer as work, but sometimes it can feel like that when it's not easy. And so it was like, even if I didn't want to pray the rosary that day, or even if I didn't want to have to pray it in like the certain way this novena had it set up, it was like, no, like I've committed to doing this. I am persevering. Like I'm, I'm seeing this thing through to the end. And even though I was praying it for my future husband, I saw no results in the sense of his revelation. I didn't, at least that I'm aware of, (laughs) like I didn't meet him during that time or get engaged during that time or anything that seemed like really set in stone or certain. But after those 54 days, like in further reflecting on the experience, I realized that the graces that God gave me were not the graces I was expecting or necessarily hoping for, but it was what I needed. And what I needed during that time was to let go and to stop trying to force friendships to be more than they were with maybe certain people I was interested in or to just be patient and to embrace the fact that maybe I just need to pray for my husband more. Maybe. I'm not quite ready to meet him. Maybe there are like different things in my heart the Lord needs to heal, different things he needs to reveal, or even on my future husband's end. Like, I have no idea why it hasn't happened yet, but like to know that I can trust the Lord, that there was fruit born in my life for those 54 days, and that my prayers did benefit my future husband in some way as well during that time, even if at this point I have no idea what they were. And something I felt like the Lord put on my heart is something I want to share with you because I thought it was beautiful and inspired. He was like, Morgan, just because you don't see immediate results doesn't mean you don't receive immediate graces. I want to say that again, because I love that line so much. And this goes for anything again, whether it's prayer or something more practical, which we're going to get into in a second, just because you don't see immediately, sorry, hashtag humility, just because you don't see immediate results doesn't mean you don't receive immediate graces. It's kind of like how when you go to mass, maybe you don't feel close to God at all. Like if, 
maybe at this point in your faith journey, you're only going for like the hour on Sunday and you have never felt inspired to go to daily mass. So maybe you go to mass on Sunday and you're just like, honestly, like no offense, God, like don't really want to be here. Kind of bored, whatever. But maybe the fact that you're there, the, the fact that like you care enough to show God, like, Hey, I'm here. I showed up today. Even if I didn't want to, even if you don't feel anything or feel close to God in that moment, or like maybe you're praying for peace or healing or something. And you're like, that's not happening in this hour. Maybe it's Thursday of that week. And you are so frustrated at work with a coworker. Like they're just really pushing your buttons that day. And just out of nowhere, you're like, hmm, I'm just letting it go. And you do. And you just forget about it. And you move on with your day. Maybe that grace was something the Lord gave you that Sunday at mass. You didn't know you were going to need it. But later on, you did. He gave you that little bit of patience, that little bit of grace in that way. And it was revealed later on, like, ah, like just one of the many reasons I went to mass on Sunday was because like, I was going to need this grace at this point in my life. I'm inspired to go to mass daily. And the reason I do that is because it's like Sunday mass isn't enough for me. Like in the line where uh, we pray the, our father, where it's like, give us this day, our daily bread. I'm like, Lord, I'm a really impatient person. Like (laughs) I need patience Sunday. I need patience Monday. I need patience Tuesday. Like I need your grace every single day. And there is nothing like receiving you in the Eucharist for that. So like prepare my heart to receive you every day and to receive the fullness of your grace because I suck. (laughs) Like I can't live this day without you. I'm not going to make it through this week. I'm not even going to make it through the day. I feel like if I don't go to mass, so take that as you will consider maybe how that's been true in your life. Today, I was in adoration before daily mass with my, with the same friend that I was talking about St. Monica with earlier. And I actually had St. Raphael came to mind. I have this book. It's, it's called walking with St. Raphael. And it is so beautiful just so much about this guardian or this archangel, sorry, sorry, Raphael, this archangel that I had never known. And it's so beautiful. So St. Raphael is featured in the old Testament in the book of Tobias. I always get Tobias and Tobiah confused, but it says that St. Raphael like gives this own account of himself to the Tobias family and he says, be, so the angel Raphael is saying to Tobias, because you had his favor, so the favor of God, it was necessary that trials should come and test your worth. And I thought that was so interesting because it's like saying that because you are favored by God, because you are so good and so holy so close to the Lord, you are going to be tested to prove your worth. Like gold that's tested in fire. Like that's another line of scripture. Um, St. Paul, not just in Romans 12, 12, but also throughout his, his writings, especially his writings to Timothy. I know that's something I found online whenever I was looking at the catechism on the internet, whenever it's talking about perseverance and faith, I think it's paragraph 162. 
St. Paul writes to Timothy, wage the good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience. By rejecting conscience, certain persons have made shipwreck of their faith. And then it, it continues to live, grow and persevere in the faith until the end. We must nourish it with the word of God. We must beg the Lord to increase our faith. It must be working through charity, abounding in hope and rooted in the faith of the church. So that last part just being from the catechism, but it's like so true, like wage the good warfare, like spiritual warfare is a thing. We are going to be persecuted for our faith. We are required to persevere because if it was easy, it wouldn't be worth it. Like the Lord wants us to show him that we are going to show up to mass even when we don't feel like doing it that day. We are going to show up to like the prayer time we've promised him each day, even if we're not feeling it. Another thing about St. Raphael, going back to him real fast, in this little book, part of his journey with Tobias, it's so beautiful. There's this giant fish. There's this giant fish that attacks Tobias on their journey. And it says, the enemy proves to be his salvation when he follows the counsels of his guide, Raphael, who tells him to grasp it by the gill and draw it toward him. The angel instructs Tobias to take out the entrails of the fish and lay up the heart and gall and liver. For these, he said, are necessary for useful medicines. Tobias does not foresee any use for the heart and liver of the fish. But when he is told to marry Sarah, remembering the angel's word, he took out of his bag part of the liver and laid it upon the burning coals, which ends up like saving her from this, her and him from like this devil that had pervaded them. And it's just like, Wow, okay, good thing we saved that stuff. Later, it is used as a cure for the blindness of his father. It's like, what? <laughs> the fish is the symbol of Christ to whom Raphael leads us at once as the medicine of all our ills of soul and body. All this kind of stuff always brings me back to the line from New Wine by the band Hillsong. Like, when I trust you, I don't need to understand. Like, Lord, how? Like, how is this heart? Or how is this, like, gall of a fish? Or, like, the entrails of this fish, like, useful for anything? Like, this fish tried to attack me. Like, shouldn't I just try to, like, kill it and be done with it? Like, so many things in our lives we don't understand. It's like, why did I not get into this program? Why does this person not want to be with me? Why, why, why? And instead of getting caught up in all of that, it's good to remember those who have gone before us, St. Monica, St. Tobias, St. Raphael, these saints who show us that there is power in perseverance, specifically because even if it makes no sense to us, like it made no sense to Tobias or to Monica, like there is power in that perseverance and the power is from God. Like the power comes from above because the Lord never lets us remain in darkness. That is never his ultimate plan. That's never his destiny for anyone. Like the Lord creates each and every person to have a relationship out of love with 
him. He wants us all to go to heaven. Therefore, like with St. Raphael, he uses his angels. He uses his saints. Like he uses his own spirit to inspire us so that we see in the end how he ultimately used these like dark or sad parts of our life for good. He never has us remain in that darkness or even that maybe just the darkness of being unaware. Like I was saying, like I had no idea why I was inspired to pray that 54 day rosary novena when I did. Maybe one day it'll be like a super cool story where like my future husband like happened to pray that novena at the same time and like had this amazing revelation or something like you never, you never know with God, like why he necessarily wants you to do something when he puts it on your heart to do it. But that's what trust is all about. That's what perseverance is all about. And even in not just a prayer or spiritual sense, but in a very practical sense, the Lord allows perseverance to have power. One of my favorite musicals right now is Dear Evan Hansen. And there is a song in that musical called To Break in a Glove. And it's this conversation between a father and this other young boy that he, I shouldn't say young boy, teenage, teenage guy, um, like this father and this teenager. It's not his son, but just this kid that he has this relationship with. And he's like trying to give him this baseball glove. And he is like sharing with him like a good way to break it in. And it is such a complicated and intense process. He's like, you got to do this every day and you got to do it consistently, like, sh like shaving, like cover it in shaving cream and put it with, put rubber bands, I'm trying to remember, like wrap it in rubber bands, put it under your mattress and sleep on it for like a week. And you have to do that every day. And it's just like, <sighs> what? Like, how does that make sense? I've never tried it. I'm not knocking it, but it's just like, what? Sometimes the things that God asks us to do for our own good make no sense to us. Or even if they do make sense, maybe it's just difficult. Um, going back to the definition online that I was sharing with you, like persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay. So maybe it just gets old. Like you're on day 23 of this rosary novena and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is exhausting. Or maybe you're halfway through the week of rubber banding your baseball glove and sleeping on it. And you're just like, this is outrageous. Like this is so silly. Like it gets old sometimes. I know for myself, um, another example, like I had a lot of back problems and neck problems when I was teaching because I was like always on my computer grading and stuff and doing that just really started to mess up my neck and my back and my between my chiropractor and the woman who I would go to for massages because those things pair really well together actually whenever you're having a lot of bone slash muscle issues um between the two of them they had like given me all these different stretches that I was supposed to do every morning when I woke up and every night before I went to bed. That was over a year ago, y'all. And like still to this day, I'm doing them. 
and it took so long for them to start working. I mean, it took weeks, if not months before I saw results. And there were so many times where I just wanted to give up because I was like, my back still hurts or my neck is still bothering me. It's not working. And I would go back to them and I would tell them that. And they were like, you just have to keep doing it. Like your body has gotten used to this, like this motion or like holding your muscle in place in such a way or I guess the muscle holding the bone in place in such a way, like you have to work at it before it's going to get better. And finally, like finally, months later, there was just a week where the pain was just gone. And it's funny how sometimes whenever things get better, we don't notice right away because it's like, if there's not a problem, I'm not even aware of the fact that it was resolved, if that makes sense. Maybe there are things in your life where you can relate to that. But when I finally realized, oh my gosh, I don't have pain anymore. It was this miracle and enlightening experience. And it was like, wow, that's what work feels like. That's what it means to be persistent and to persevere in something. So I just really invite you today to consider Where is just one area of your life that you have on your heart, that the Lord is putting on your heart, that you just really could use a prayer of perseverance in? Maybe it is something practical. Maybe you just had a surgery of some sort, or you've been in an accident before, and it requires a lot of physical therapy, or stretches like I was sharing. Maybe it's something kind of taxing like that every day that you're expected to do. Maybe you've fallen off the wagon with it. Maybe that is something to offer up to the Lord and be like, Lord, I see clearly now that this is a situation in my life that you're inviting me to grow in perseverance through. Help me. Like I cannot do this alone. Help me and offer up those, those stretches that sacrifice every day for an intention, because sometimes it really helps us to concretely offer our suffering up for someone or for something. It's actually called redemptive suffering and it's super cool, but maybe we're still, I don't know, in the midst of a pandemic with the coronavirus. Maybe you can offer those stretches that sacrifice, um, every day for all those suffering from the coronavirus. Or maybe you are having a prayer experience that you're just like really struggling to persevere in. For example, I shared that I really enjoy going to daily mass at this point in my life. But even though that is something that that comes easy, I I don't want to make it sound like, oh yeah, no problem. I go every day without ever having to think about it. Um, But I recently moved. And when I first moved, it was kind of like hard to get into that routine. But what's been even harder is to get into um, going to adoration every day, because that's something that had really been a part of my prayer life and was a priority for me up until this point. And I was very blessed before I moved that I lived right next door to a church and a 24 hour adoration chapel. So I could go there to pray whenever I wanted. And currently the church closest to me They have adoration once a week and mass on the weekends, 
mass every day, awesome, but like the church isn't usually unlocked for the majority of the day. So it's like, I can't just go do a holy hour or an hour of adoration there. So it's been a struggle to motivate myself to still go to adoration every day, even if I'm going to have to like drive 15 plus minutes to get to a church in order to do that. So it's like, maybe right now, um, maybe you just went through a transition and something that was a priority for you in your prayer life before has now kind of fallen by the wayside. Maybe it's worth discerning whether you're being invited to pray in a different way because maybe you truly don't have time in your life. I'm not speaking to your life or even mine. I'm just shouting out. Maybe it's not realistic for you to go to adoration every day. However, maybe the Lord is inviting you to still do a holy hour, um, like maybe to have an hour of silence every day, just in the privacy of your own room or in a part of your house or somewhere where you really enjoy praying, where you can do that consistently because doing that is still better than doing nothing. See where the Lord might be inviting you to persevere, whether in a way that you may have just grown lukewarm in or maybe in a new way. And I invite you to pray with me a little prayer in addition to our usual ending prayer now, because perseverance, trust me, <laughs> yeah, I I get it. It's not easy. That's why it's called perseverance. That's why it literally references difficulty or delay. So I just invite you to pray with me at the end of this video um, to close your eyes and to just think, think of all the circumstances in your life where you are really struggling to keep going, where you're struggling to have hope and to have joy because you're exhausted. You're like, Lord, I keep getting let down in this area. Or I feel like I'm doing what you've asked me to, but I'm not seeing results. Or I'm just hitting this period of dryness where I don't really feel affirmed or I don't really know if this is actually what you want of me anymore. I'm starting to doubt. I'm starting to, starting to sink a little bit in a way. Come Holy Spirit, come upon me here in my room, come upon whoever is watching this video, wherever they are, come upon them right now, Lord Jesus. In your most holy name, through the special intercession of saints such as Saint Monica and Saint Raphael, those saints who persevered, please bless us with the gift of perseverance. Help us to persevere in prayer. Help us to persevere in any area of our life where we're struggling in particular. Even if we're not feeling it, Lord, just please give us the peace and the knowledge that we are doing your will, that we are following your will. And if we're not, then help us to see, help us to see what you actually want. Give us your light to see through the darkness and the hurt 
and the pain, just that gross, blah feeling. Help us today, Lord, to see clearly what your will is. Holy Spirit, give us the grace, give us the perseverance to just do it, no matter what. And if there is any intention that you would like us to offer our perseverance up for, please make that known to us as well. Make us more aware of others, more aware of the sufferings and the struggles of others that we can love our brothers and sisters better in this way and not simply suffer in vain or wait in vain. Lord, today, I just want to offer any ways you're inviting me to persevere for anyone who is watching this video, just for whatever they most need, whatever he most needs right now, whatever she desperately longs for, just for love of them, Lord, for love of you. I offer this video. I offer my prayers. I offer my life to them and to you, oh Lord. Ultimately, all for your greater glory, oh God. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless you guys. And I hope to see and pray with you back here again soon. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.